Hi, everyone. This is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another exciting holiday episode of Cause Talk Radio. I'm, of course, here with my favorite of Santa's elves. <laughs> hey, Megan. Hey, Joe. How's it going today, all right? Uh, I've not been called an elf yet this week, so it's it's good. It's good. But that's pretty good. I mean, considering some of the names that people call you. <laughs> but, you know, Megan, it's the holidays, and the holidays are a lot about hope, right? It is. It is. It's all about hope. So we were thinking last week, folks, people listening out there today, what could we talk about related to hope? And one of the things that is getting my attention all the time on Twitter is Hope Mob. And so today we have the CEO of Hope Mob, Sean King. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Hey, it's great. Yeah, good to talk to both of you right up. Holidays are about hope, and I'm excited to be able to talk more about hope and Hope Mob. Yeah, well, thank you very much for listening. I mean, um, you mentioned uh, 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 when we when we did our pre-call that you're in Kentucky today, right? Yeah, I'm in Kentucky visiting uh, my family for the holidays, and um, I'm actually at a, at a public library, my childhood library in Versailles, Kentucky. Oh, oh that's great. We've we've had some interesting <laughs> conversations. People have talk to us on the show at, in very interesting places sometimes so <laughs> we're happy you're here yeah that's good yeah you, yeah you spend most of your time is, is are your offices out of california is that where you're located sean well we, we started hope mob uh, in california just about a year ago mm-hmm. uh but since then I've, I've actually moved to new york and so i do i spend a lot of time kind of going back and forth between both coasts and so uh, we have uh, offices in new york and uh, I operate out of there, but really Hope Mob is, is a, a virtual community in so many ways. And uh, our staff is all over the country, and we have volunteers in literally 47 states and 25 countries. And so we're, we're all over the world. Wow, good for you. So tell me, tell me, you know, and what I'm really interested in about Hope Mob, and I think Megan is too because she's interested in everything I'm interested in, as you know, uh, Sean. But... <laughs> Tell me about, because I know Hope Mob was one thing, and now it's morphing into something else. Tell us what it was and what it is now and what you hope it to be. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you asked that question. You know, we, we started Hope Mob in April of, of this year, 2012, and our goal was really just to tell one compelling human story at a time. And for years I've seen... Uh, just really compelling human stories of need that would just fall through the, the cracks of society and even through other charities. And our goal was just to really build a community of generous people from all over the world and to kind of tell that community one story. Uh, but within weeks of launching our Hope My platform, we kind of noticed we had a problem. We unintentionally created a bottleneck, and we ended up having thousands and thousands of stories that people submitted and we created this kind of beautiful platform to tell one story, but unintentionally we were kind of making people wait much longer than we could kind of get to them with the, the help we wanted to provide. So mm-hmm. we decided to make some pretty cool changes to the platform. Mm-hmm. And so now it's not just one story that's featured on Hope Mob. There are multiple stories. Is that accurate? Yeah. 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 That's right. You know, so instead of, just telling one story, which was great. I mean, there was something beautiful and simple about telling one story to this kind of huge mob of people we created, but we've done something really different. 
we kind of think of Hope Mom now as like the Kickstarter for causes. And uh, people can go to hopemom.org and see stories in different categories, yep. like education or health mm-hmm. or human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can also see stories in uh, in their city or state or country. And so now we tell a limited number of stories, but we break them down so that people with certain preferences can kind of come and see stories in uh, um, in a niche or in a local community that really matters to them. And, uh, and so Hope Mob is really kind of gone local in that sense. Mm-hmm. One of the things we see all the time, Sean, and I know Joe does as well, are these cause platforms that kind of spring up and they may take one of several different flavors. And I look at them and I think, you are never going to get the critical mass that you need of people on your platform. But it sounds like Hope Mob has been able to do that. So how did you build this community so quickly and to what do you attribute its its rapid growth? Well, there are two, there are two things that we did. And I would advocate anybody who cares about a cause of any kind to to take this approach. Before we built the Hope Mob platform, Mm-hmm. We started building a community of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, it was literally just family and friends, and then it was friends of those family and friends. Mm-hmm. And before we ever launched the platform in April, we built a, an online community of probably close to 50,000 people, of mm-hmm. the people who were just excited about the idea of rallying behind one story. And so by the time we launched in April, we were really a community with a platform. Right. And what you what you see on even even on Kickstarter or Indiegogo or cause platforms like uh, Razoo or CrowdRise, mm-hmm. those are really platforms first that then really struggle to build a community. Mm-hmm. And wherever you can first build a community, uh, it will really give a lot of fuel and momentum to whatever you decide to do with your platform. Mm-hmm. And so we, we think of we think of Hope Mob first as a really compelling, diverse community of people. And that community has some online tools that we use. Whereas most people think of it in the the opposite way. It's online tools, and then they kind of on the back end say, hey, we need to build a community. And I think if you can build that community first, uh, the benefit is you'll always have an audience. And when we tell stories on our platform, there are thousands and thousands of people who are waiting to hear those stories. Mm. And it, it just, it, it provides that critical mass that you're talking about. Megan. Well, you know, what's interesting too, Sean, I think about what you do, which I tr- tell nonprofits all the time is the power of one in that they have to talk about one thing. They have to emphasize one thing. Their brand has sure, to be yeah. about one thing. Now, that doesn't mean that once they have people aboard, they can't open their wings a little bit and be involved in a bunch of different issues. But it's really critical that they keep it simple and focused on one thing. And it seems like that's something that you've really done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I agree with that all the way, man. I mean, you know, we fight the urge sometimes to be everything to, to everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, we get people all the time who, who present really neat, amazing ideas to us. And we just have to say no, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Hope Mob, even though now we're telling tons of stories, Hope Mob is about telling compelling stories of individuals in need. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we verify those stories. We take people through really really rigorous verification process. We do in-person interviews when we can. We mm-hmm. sometimes do 
Skype and phone interviews, check references. And Mm -hmm. so we, we tell compelling stories of need. And in some ways, we're a story-centered platform, mm-hmm. and we present those stories uh, to people who sometimes have given up on kind of mega charities and the idea of kind of sending their money to somewhere and not really knowing what it's doing. Right. And we, we, we give people an opportunity to kind of give specifically to a human need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things and what I think is really powerful about having you on Cause Talk Radio is because of your emphasis on storytelling and, of course, creating a community, which I think is really vital. Uh, Megan and I talk a lot to nonprofits that are working with companies and vice versa. Is there a way that companies are getting involved with Hope Mob or do you envision them having a bigger role with Hope Mob? Hey, absolutely. You know, that's, that's something that we really want to happen. And it's not really my strength either. So I, I really struggled to figure out mm-hmm. how Hope Mob can effectively partner with corporations. And so I mean, I'm wide open to ideas, but there, mm-hmm. there are two things that we're doing now that are kind of the genesis of that. One, we've had several companies during the holiday season kind of ask us if, if they could sponsor stories or Mm-hmm. Have benefits for particular stories. Mm-hmm. So companies can always do that. They they don't even need our permission to do that. But we've had mm-hmm. several stories that have been sponsored by companies outright. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, uh, we're really hoping that stories uh, and categories that we have on our platform could be sponsored by corporations. Oh, good I idea. Mean. Yep. Hope, Hope Mob, we give 100% of the money we raise away. Right. We even cover the processing fees. Yep. And so what we're hoping here, even if it's months or years ahead, we're hoping that corporations uh, would sponsor different verticals, like a corporation may sponsor stories in our education vertical or a a health-centered organization or company may sponsor all of our health-related stories. So we're we're working on that, but we're just now kind of scratching the surface of it. Mm. Well, I, was, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. What do you think, Yeah, Megan? absolutely. Yeah. No, it sounds interesting, and it seems like that may be prime for something like a matching donation. You know, if you donate a dollar, this company will will match it. That seems mm. pretty like a pretty easy you know, way to make I, that I, happen. I think I think one of the thing, things that I'm most excited about with Hope Mob is almost every other fundraising crowdsourcing platform is a for-profit business. And I'm I'm completely fine with that, and I've used all of them. Mm-hmm. But they often kind of operate from a, a competitive model. They see all the other platforms as competitors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they see other corporations as competitors. Right. And because mm-hmm. Hope Mob, because Hope Mob is a charity, we are all about partnerships, and so we're wide open to that. Like I, I tend to tell people that I don't see any other platform as our competitor. We see. We see poverty as our competitor, mm-hmm. hunger, disease. We we see the pain that people experience as our competition, and those are the things that we wake up motivated by. Hmm. Interesting. Now, you know, Sean, one of the things I'm curious about Hope Mob too is it a faith-based driven organization? No, no. Uh, you know, I, I have a I was a pastor of a church in inner mm-hmm. city Atlanta for several years, and mm-hmm. I actually stepped out of that role to. Um, to start Hope Mob, mm-hmm. but uh, we have people from every faith and religious background. We have mm-hmm. people who are the, the strongest atheists that I know. We have people who are just uh, from all walks of life, and right. um, 
So one of the things we, we decided early on is that people from different backgrounds could rally around common causes if uh, if people put their differences aside. And so yeah. mm-hmm. from the first, first day we launched Hope Mob, we've always had people from every background imaginable. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think it's one of the most diverse communities in the world. Yeah, very good. You know, and I, I asked that mainly, Sean, just so I can understand, you know, is that why it has that nonprofit background? You know, because I, I think it is kind of curious and interesting, too, that you are right. A lot of these other platforms out there that are doing something similar or in the same space, th- you know, I was surprised to learn just how many of them are for-profit driven. Almost all of them, actually. Yeah. I mean, um, and and there's some benefits to that. But ironically, I, you know, because typically we think that for-profit corporations have more room for innovation. Mm-hmm. I think in this crowdfunding space, Hope Mob has way more room for innovation because we're not driven by our ability to collect those fees. Yep. And, you know, most other fundraising platforms live and die by collecting those fees. Mm-hmm. And we have to find other ways to, to be self-sustaining. But we also have a lot of other ways we can be innovative because we're not so driven by those things. Hmm. How many? How big is your community now, Sean? I saw your Twitter following is over five hundred thousand, which is very impressive. But your community yeah, online? Yeah. yeah, I mean we. So we have you know almost now close to six hundred thousand followers on Twitter. We're well over a hundred thousand on Facebook. But we really when we really boil all that down, we have about fifty thousand what I would call power users mm-hmm. who donate on our platform, who use it regularly. But we even see those people on Twitter and Facebook as a part of our community. They may not donate to every story, but sometimes it's not donating, it's tweeting, it's spreading mm-hmm. the word. Yeah. And even some of our some of our stories don't even have financial goals. Some of them are about awareness. And mm-hmm. so we, we see a tweet as, as a valuable thing. And so we pour a lot of time and energy into growing our base on on all forms of of social media for sure do you are you open to are nonprofits allowed to submit a story if they have somebody a particular need are they allowed to say hey this is a client of ours we can't you know we can do x but we can't do y are they are they able to plug into absolutely anybody can submit a story on whole mob of business Uh, a person can submit it for themselves or on behalf of somebody else and probably about a third of our stories are submitted by other charities. Mm. And one, of the, one, of the, one of the things I see, like, for instance, I'm really good friends with Scott Harrison and the guys at Charity Water. And mm-hmm. Charity Water does work all over the world, but often they meet men and women who have really serious needs all over the world, but they're not water needs. Right. And yeah. one of the things that they talk to us about is, hey, could we begin posting our non-water stories on your platform yeah if they meet a they meet a family who needs help with education or medicine that falls outside of the scope of what charity water would normally do they could post those needs on our platform and that's one of the ways we really hope to grow we, we hope that charities take full advantage of the hope my platform no that's good now let me ask you um uh sean it, is charity water one of the organizations you learned uh, some of the things that you use at Hope Mob in terms of building that community, are there others that you point to and say, hey, I really follow their lead uh, in terms of building my own community? Yeah, absolutely. Charity Water is probably 
my favorite charity yeah. not named Hope Mom. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. They're they're I, uh, incredible. They're incredible. Some yeah, of the I love them. They do. I just, yeah. They, yeah. yeah, I just went to their. Uh, they had a, a big ball in uh, New York on Monday, and I went there, and it was they do amazing work. Uh, we got our hundred percent model from them as well, and uh, they also give away a hundred percent of what they do. But they're probably three other charities that, in addition to Charity Water, that motivated me a lot. Donors choose. Yeah. Uh, was a big motivation for us. Uh, Kiva was a, a a big motivator for us, and, and and Charity Water as well. And so those three charities are kind of the charities that we we've modeled ourselves after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. And you know, one of the things I was just looking at, Sean, from your Twitter picture, is you also have this really cool John Waters mustache. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to notice. Everywhere I go, I'm noticing very few people have mustache. I've had a mustache my whole adult life. I've actually started thinking about shaving it because everywhere I go, nobody has one, man. <laughs> except in except in November for Movember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was funny, Sean. We had the folks from Movember on a couple of weeks ago. And uh, do you remember, Megan, we were talking to the guy there and I said, so how can you justify having a mustache when it's basically the most ridiculed thing on the face <laughs> of the earth? <laughs> and I think the guy was, you know, I think he was kind of like aghast a little bit. Like, he's like, hey, Joe. I have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leave it to Joe to offend our guests. I was in a room, I think it was probably 100 men. I think I was the only guy with a mustache. I'm looking around where I am now. I think I'm the only guy here with a mustache. Well, too, you're in which, Kentucky. It's weird. I think yeah. they're illegal there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it looks, but it looks good on you. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, we're from your Twitter picture and stuff like that. But yeah, I always wonder, how do you get it so it's just over the lip like that and then the rest of <laughs> So I, but, yeah. but and I can't grow hair anywhere. So I don't understand these, <laughs> including the top of my head. You know what I mean? Oh. I, mean you know, I mean, you're probably one of those guys who's got more hair on his thumbs than I have on my entire body. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, but, I gotta shave every day, man. I'm, I'm a hairy <laughs> dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story for you to put on yeah, Mob. Right, yeah. we'll <laughs> Help Joe grow hair. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Well, I just love that nonprofits can also use this platform. I think actually it's a, it is an innovative. It would be an innovative way for nonprofits to get that that storytelling aspect in and get that one-on-one connection. I'm curious to know with thousands of stories on your platform, do you find that certain stories get lost? Is and do you do something to escalate those stories or is that okay if there are thousands of stories and there are three that rise to the top and then there's a couple hundred in the middle and then there's a couple hundred that never get any play? Well, no. We don't we don't want stories to get lost on the platform. I mean, we're we're constantly trying to figure out what can we do to make sure that because you know stories are people. You know, stories are people with real needs. You know, it's not it's not Kickstarter. These are people who have real challenges. And so, you know, if it's featuring them on our front page, if it's featuring them in our newsletter, if it's tweeting about them to six hundred thousand people, whatever we can do, uh, we try to make sure that no story gets lost. And and one thing that we do that no other platform does when you submit a story, you can check a box in the application process and tell us that you need help writing your story. And uh, we have a group of volunteer writers who will come alongside you and help you shape it. We have photographers who can help you take photos, mm-hmm. videographers who can produce a video. So, we, you know, we kind of see it as crowdfunding with compassion. Mm-hmm. And 
a lot of other crowdfunding platforms are really kind of cold and there's no support. And Hope Mob, we do our best to come alongside each and every person in the best way we can. And our goal is to uh, to help every story reach its goal. We know that won't always happen, but I mean, we'll, we'll throw everything at a story. I mean, we'll we'll tweet until people unfollow us if we think it's going to help our story. You know, I find people do that to me, too. Uh, but, you know, what I love about, and I'm on your page now just looking, is I love the fact that you guys just have so much variety, and you just don't see these on the other type of crowdfunding sites. You know, I love this one that's the staff pick for today. Help Patty and family get their band repaired. <laughs> and I'm sure if yeah. I click on this, there'll probably be quite a story behind it. But, you know, and then the, you scroll down a little bit more and it's like, you know, let's get 100 mattresses for this organization. And, uh, yeah, you know, so you guys are really it's all about the need. It's not about sifting it through and or moving it through an organization. It's about solving a problem. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's what we're about at the end of the day. And, you know, we try to we try to help people kind of crystallize what's the story, what's the goal. And what is this money going to do? And, you know, so, you know, so what you see now is a lot of the stories are brand new. And we just relaunched our platform a few days ago. And so over these next few weeks, we'll start putting a lot of effort and energy into helping those stories hit their goal. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, let's let's finish up the show. Sean, can you give us one success story for the holidays to inspire hope in all of us and to motivate people to visit Hope Mob? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. There was a, a young girl on our platform named Kaylin, and I didn't know this, but most health insurance plans don't cover hearing aids. Mm. And uh, she yeah, was that's diagnosed true. with, yeah. yeah, yeah, I didn't know it. And, and so uh, her family couldn't afford her hearing aids, and uh, they posted her story on our platform. And in about three days, uh, we raised nearly $5,000 to pay for those hearing aids. And uh, I was there when we helped purchase them Aww. and, uh, you know, just made a, a world of difference for that family and for that young girl and all the types of stories that we tell on the Hope Mob platform and you know we try to make a real practical difference in people's lives and so uh, just find a story and make a difference. That's fantastic. Well thank you Sean so much for being with us today. Can you tell our listeners where they can find out more about Hope Mob and follow you on Twitter? Sure absolutely. Uh, people can uh, on Twitter can follow at Hope H-O-P-E um, they can go to HopeMob.org and if you want to just check out Hope Mob for yourself, you can also just Google Hope Mob. And uh, there have been so many great press articles and stories about what we're doing. And I'd love for people to kind of check it out and look under the hood and, and then give Hope Mob a chance. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll post those links on our show notes as well. And Mr. Joe Waters, where can people find out more about you? Uh, people, of course, can visit my blog, SelfishGiving.com. I also have a bunch of Pinterest boards happening right now, including one for the holidays uh, on Pinterest, at Joe Waters. And, of course, you can find me minute to minute on Twitter, at Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can they find you? Well, I wouldn't be able to communicate with Joe if I weren't on Twitter, so yes. I am also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF and blog almost daily at Cause Update. And you can find Cause Talk Radio on iTunes as well as Stitcher Smart Radio. So give us a listen, leave us a comment, and thanks so, so much for joining us, and have a great holiday. 